Hi, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, and that's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. This is Mike Semper Baby from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! He now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. Woo! James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. Yeah. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bitch. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get Welcome to One Nation Radio, and now here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd, and thank you for listening. Welcome to the December 17th edition of One Nation Live. Almost went bo- full Botchamania here. I'm, this is Rich. I'm here with James. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Actually, I uh, decided to bring it in person as opposed to uh, via satellite from Skype. So I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, a couple things to talk about today. Um, first, on the docket, James... I blew up your phone, uh, I want to say on Saturday night maybe, or Friday night, uh, probably like 4.30 a.m. I was sending this stuff out. Yeah, it was, it was, um, it was Saturday, Friday night, Saturday morning, like, like four, cause, cause I watched, uh, I actually watched a midnight, Friday at midnight, um, viewing of, uh, The Last Jedi, and I just was so wired from the match, or the sh- movie that I couldn't go to sleep, mm-hmm. um, so that, yeah, I ended up, like, getting to my phone, like, a bunch of texts, or a bunch of, like, uh, messages sent to me, and I was like, what's going on? And I was like, really? The XFL? He, this, dude, <laughs> this, this dude really trying to, like, rekindle that thing? Just like, throw money, just literally light money on fire, you know? I mean, well, you know they, you know how they like to say, it, like, you know, they, they're making more money than they ever did in their, most, their best uh, financial year, so, of course, that, that means it's all good and great to fuck off with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Yes, um, if you guys have not heard, uh, there are rumors, and they may be a little bit stronger than rumors at this point, that Vince McMahon will be relaunching the XFL. And apparently it's not going to be the XFL in name. Uh, there was a trademark filed um, for the UFL, which stands for United Football League. Um, there are folks on Twitter, all the jokes were, were happening, and I was definitely um, taking great delight in them, that this would be the Respect the Flag Football League. Um, um, this would be <laughs> the the salute for America Football League, the league for you know the idea like folks are speculating those that may have been turned off by the uh, protests during the national anthem, uh, whatever, um, <laughs> and that they want some football to watch too. But if they want to go ahead and watch that old mediocre football, uh, even more mediocre than uh, what the NFL is putting out, uh, go go right ahead, you know, uh, because. I don't think it will work. The thing for me is like before, before. And there's rumors that it has uh, Trump support, basically, with it. I mean, cool, but like that still is not going to make people tune in and watch that bullshit. Like it's not going to be good. Like I'm pretty. It's been proven. Like there, there is only but so much 
football someone can watch. And then to add to that is, like, we have, you know, the history of the XFL, and let's say they decide to run it, like, they, they, all the rules are exactly the same as uh, the NFL, right? Yeah. Minus, you know, because uh, some of the talk, they'll, they'll let people hit each other uh, in the head, yeah. which is like, yay, great. Like, Concussions. Like, like more, 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 uh, more potentially like uh, con- uh, cripple, potentially crippling uh, hits. Great, that, that's what we love. It is, it is a blood sport after all. Um, <laughs> so, like you throw in that, like just ultimately, period. Like no one wants to watch minor league, um, minor league pro sports. Like no one. Like there's a reason why. Like wherever you are, unless you know. If you're in a smaller market, I can understand this, but, like, we have, you know, we're, we live in, um, like, I think the 15th biggest uh, television market in the country. Right? Uh-huh. We, right up the street from us, uh, we have a, uh, du- the double-A affiliate for the uh, Phillies, they're called the, the Clearwater Thresher. Right. You ever watch them on TV? Never. Um, the, the only, the only, uh, you the watched, most... You ever watch the G League? No. NBA's development league, you ever watch that? No. Do you ever watch NFL Europe when it was on? Hell no. There's a reason for that. The the and only I, thing that could get me uh, to a Threshers game would be Tuesday when they um, have the $1 beers. <laughs> but I would not do that because it's during the summer. And if you drink outside during, I, I learned this lesson the hard way once, um, you drink outside uh, during the summer in Florida, you are taking risks. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I've never even tried it. That just sounds dumb. Like, especially when here, when, in, you know, the summer here, like it's 85 degrees with the sundown. That's like, all right, good luck with that. Um, and it's humid. Uh, anyway, the thing for me is like there is, I know people will love to talk about, and I mean, there's a great point that, you know, the NCAA, they should pay their athletes. And they're 100% right, they should. However, they know as well as anybody else that the facade of if this actually becomes pro sports, it, <laughs> it, then, be, it then becomes minor league pro sports, and and people by and large are not sitting around to watch the second best. You know, you know what I mean? Like, right. there'll still be the ties to different communities, like on a local level. To they want to watch their school or whatever, yeah. Because you know they're such a uh, huge part of the community wherever they are, mm-hmm. and typically, you know, especially down here in the south where we are, like those are the only draws in town. Like me, and you've always made a bunch of jokes. Like you look, go through like SEC towns. Like what's cracking crackin in Tuscaloosa? What's cracking? You know, what I'm <laughs> not saying? a like, damn thing. Yeah, like what's what's cracking in <laughs> like what's cracking in Oxford? What's cracking in, uh, for example, Athens, Georgia? Like you know, what I'm saying like the university is it, and a lot of these places, you know. The, sh- the show, is, you know, the, the pro team effectively is the college team because there is no pro team. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, Bomani talked us a lot about how after the, uh, we were getting to the point, we were getting off. Yep. But, well, like, we were digressing <laughs> majorly. But, All right. So, yeah, so, it, like, so well, the thing is, Vincent Mann, like, is yeah. already having enough trouble as it is um, keeping WWE compelling and, um, you know, keeping it, you know, good month to month. And, you know, they say he's spending his own money on this, and this isn't like the the WWE money, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, because I thought it was was Vince McMahon's money, but um, he's starting this league, and you know, no matter what, um, they say, yeah, you know, uh, he can do it. I mean, he's going to be having his attention diverted essentially from WWE. So, like, 
what do you think is the potential impact like on like the creative uh, going forward? Like if this thing, like if Vince has to dedicate like, you know, I don't know, like six months a year to this thing. Well, you know, the perverted dream is like, all right, Vince leaves and they let Hunter run the, run the thing or whatever. But like, there's no way they're going to do that because like, we don't ever get any good, good things. Like we don't like, so that like, like, look, I think it's a big waste of money, and he's and he's risking a lot, and he's overextending himself financially. But uh, and it could possibly come back and it hurt and affect uh, WWE. But uh, but if I would learn to like, yeah, six months a year, Vince is kicking rocks and Hunter's taking over, uh-huh. and like he has full reign. There's no like Vince checking in and like being like, make sure you do this over the next six months for this because I got to do this when you come back. When I come back, we tell you he kicks rock six months. We get kind of like three hour or five hours of NXT kind of like uh, deal. Then yeah, sign me up for that. Like go ahead and like even if it, even if it, it like leads to the potential ruin ruination of WWE in the long run because of financial losses on the other end. <laughs> I'd be like yeah, it'll be worth it. It'd be like like kind of like uh, the Star Wars movie, like burn it, like burn it all down, let, like let go of the past. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Wow. Let it burn. Um. So one thing I do want to say, I don't know, James, if you saw the XFL 30 for 30 documentary. I did not. Okay, so there was a part at the end where they foreshadowed this shit, where they were saying, like, you know, do, do you think, you know, we would ever try something like this again? And then Vince Man and Dick Ebersole, Dick Ebersole basically just looked at each other like, you know, like on some never say never shit. And, you know, this is. <sighs> This is a bad idea. <laughs> this is a Such terrible a bad, idea. Such a bad idea. Such a bad idea. Vince, if you if you want to throw your money away, right, you can send it to Richard Latta, and I will post my address and a DM to you, uh, Vince McMahon. I, this is what I would do. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, Vince McMahon has an IG, right? But I will write the WWE IG, right? And I will say, if Vince McMahon would like to you know light money on fire i will give him my my contact information because it would just be better used just giving the money to me yeah like maybe um like like honestly me personally like it'd be better going up people's noses <laughs> like all the millions of dollars would be better be better spent going on people's noses at least they, at least they got some type of enjoyment out of it yes. some people may die because there's a lot of cocaine but whatever yes uh, a couple comments Dylan says I bet you a dude is going to get his shoulder separated like the first game back in 2001 uh, Joe Sabbath said surprised he didn't call it the League of Nations oh my Oh man, there, there, you know, and Vince doesn't really know like football. That's the thing. Exactly. Like there was always talks about like people would hit him up or people would walk up to him and be like, yeah, so how about you see that Giants game? And they'd be like, oh, ho, ho. and he'd be like, oh, ho, ho. he was going to shit. Like that's always been the, that's always like, been the talk. Like, around like Vince, who's your favorite uh, favorite football player? He'd be like, Wahoo McDaniel's. Like yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Wahoo McDaniel. Like, Wahoo McDaniel ain't played in. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, moving off the uh, XFL talk, um, tonight is Clash of Champions uh, going down in a, just about an hour from now. Um, final thoughts on this show, James? I know we're not watching it live. Oh, you should have you should have did that. <laughs> like, y'all gonna talk about it but not watch it? Like, what, y'all too good to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> you should, you should. We will see it before the night's over. <coughs> okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I... I don't really have too many thoughts that were like really, you know, I care about three things or well, four things. Um, I really, I care about what happens in the, uh, in the women's lumberjill match. 
Um, as far as like, is there a cash in? What What does that mean for? Uh, what will it mean for Charlotte and the Riot Squad? I care about that. Uh, um, I don't know. Like, I, I was just actually uh, when I got here, I was listening to you and uh, you and Imp on um, on Perfect Ten, mm-hmm. and like you know, you're, you're, the whole thing about you guys is basically like we're trying to do a fuck it up, fuck it up challenge. Basically, yes. like how can I book this shit as bad as it possibly can be, and then. Um, how you know? Then how how would you book it right? And the funny part about it is, like the worst case scenario for the women women's like situation is like probably for me like the most realistic thing they could possibly do. Like what's mo- most likely to happen of all the things is like, yeah, I like perfectly like they cash her in or they have her cash in or sorry she beats she beats Charlotte like she's a nobody. Uh, Natalia beat Charlotte. Natalia beat Charlotte, and then Carmella goes to cash in, and then like Carmella also gets beat after cash in. Why? Because like she's been beat like a Cherokee drum since she ever won a damn briefcase. So like, why the fuck would she win? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it would. It, it would be really bad. Look, um, you know they don't care. Look, they just they just beat Baron Corbin. They care a whole hell of a lot more about Baron Corbin than they do Carmella. Oh man. Um. I, I think they just have one thing to accomplish, and I don't care how it's done. AJ Styles needs to leave that um, building tonight with the WWE title, so this Jinder Mahal shit can finally end once and for all. Oh, you need to be more civic. He needs to leave his champion because, like, there could be yes. a situation where, like, he where he gets fucked over and he beats Jinder's ass the and leaves with the title, yes. not champion. Yes. So you got to be that sick man. with that. Be like, like, I gave you what you wanted, bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your problem, pal? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, AJ Styles needs to go ahead and uh, and handle it, handle my light work. So I can come back over the next couple of weeks and uh, and fully, you know, just bury this shit once for all and not take this negativity into 2018. What if, what if, uh, what if gender won the Royal Rumble? <laughs> Bro, that's, that's been, that's been Dave's joke. He, he said, man, he's been saying Jinder Mahal is going to win the Royal Rumble and then take Brock Lesnar to Punjabi Parkway. Oh, get the hell out of here. So. Um, yeah, so, uh, shouts out to Dave. Um, yeah, man, so, what else we got? Um, Daniel Bryan, we, we get to figure out, uh, what, what the deal is with him. Yeah. Um, he is the second special referee for, um, the, t- the tag team match with Orton and Nakamura, which is a weird fucking team, if I have ever seen one. And then Owens and Zayn. Um, I, do you think this should main event? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's gender, and then it's like... <laughs> It's Daniel Bryan. It's the, they it's got the gimmicks on top of it's gimmicks. G, it's the commissioner. It's the GM. It's number. It's the number two acting entire uh, brand. It's you know a former uh, or thir- fourteen time champion. Thirteen. Thirteen time champion. Yeah, it's you know. So like you could you could easily explain it away as that. So, um, I would say this though, if I was going to give Jenner the belt back, I put it on last. In case, you know, people want to... riot. Yeah, like throw rocks and stuff. Even I don't know where they find rocks. <laughs> they, find rocks they brought them with them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, I mean, and obviously, you know, because you have the... You think of, like, what was the most intriguing thing, either potentially uh, intriguing thing happens from a storyline uh, perspective for either one of those uh, matches. And the tag matches clearly... The top dog, top billing. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to talk about. There, um, I actually listed it incorrectly. Uh, the pre-show match with Mojo Rawley and Zack Ryder. So, 
if you guys have not um, noticed on Twitter, uh, Mojo Riley has been setting Twitter on fire. Um, these guys have been going back and forth, basically taking shots at each other, uh, doing a much better build on Twitter than anything they'll get to do on TV. Right. Uh, Mojo Riley cut an epic promo on Zack Ryder, which can only be described as potentially star making. Um, <laughs> Start making if it never sees the light of day. That, that, is, that is the question. Um, Dave Meltzer uh, on Twitter was saying, "What a great promo! If he can do this, why is he not doing promos every week on television? Because That's better than it, any promo. Because if he goes on television, he'll get produced. Yep. They'll they want to tell they want to tell they want to tell him what his story is. Yep. He'll have to convey that, and then it'll be inorganic. Like that's yep. why. Yep. Like." The, the promo we cut, it was just full of intensity, full of, like, style, full of, like, like, like just you can look in the guy's eyes and tell he believes this shit. It's better than, you know, any promo gender cut this year. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, this guy's, like, doomed to the pre-show. I, James, are you seeing what I was saying about Mojo Rowley at all? Um, I see that. My, my thing is... Okay, so... Me and you have played basketball for growing up for years, yeah. and me and you both know, and especially this is this this comes into play because of how WWE is with how they how they format everything and overproduce everything. Like there is this huge gigantic difference between playing pickup basketball and playing organized basketball, Correct. as far as the intensity and um, being, the being rough out there and everything else. So it's really like it's a lot easier to play pickup. Like you can play at your own pace. Um, people aren't trying with aren't playing with the same intensity because they're on points. Like no one's really keeping um, correct score pe- or correct score. Uh, there aren't people that are officiating it, um, and also like you ain't put in whatever you put in to get into your rec league, right? Yeah. Or whatever else, um, or AAU ball, what have you. So, like. It's, it's, it's kind of like the same thing where you would see Talking Smack and you would see uh, Corbin. Except, obviously, this is way better than Corbin's ever done in anything in life. Mm-hmm. Probably. Sorry, I'm being a jerk. Right, this dude's an NFL athlete. Don't stop talking about it. Like, he's trash, right? But you get my point. That man's like, achieved nothing. Right. So, <laughs> but um, you look at that and you just think, wow. Like, I understand that they decided to, they decided to go with Scripting everybody for promos, except for the people that they deem trustworthy enough to not, because it basically raises the floor on um, on they're making sure there aren't any things that are complete disasters, unless you know they're disaster few and far between. Right. However, like you get like we're going to rate promos on a star level, you get consistent like one and a half, two star promos all the time, and you re- unless it's John Cena completely bombarding somebody or Stephanie cutting somebody down and making sure that they'll never draw a dime. They'll never draw a dime again. Uh, they'll never draw a dime in uh, six months from now. Like, unless it's, or it's, or it's Paul Heyman, um, pretty much for the most part, like, you rarely ever get to those four and a half star level promos that is ultimately memorable and, like, you look at it and it's like, I'll remember that, like, you know, when I'm old and gray. Uh-huh. Um, and, that's and that's the and that's one of the 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 give and take of that situation and I you know I wish like they said I wish this was more prominent more prominent on the card because maybe they do you know maybe they don't go exactly the same thing but he gets to say a lot of the same things or whatever instead of having to literally hold his phone up 
to his face and shouting to his own phone, um, like while he's in a garage. Yeah. Um, some people were saying on Twitter, it said, would he even be allowed to look into the camera during the interview or promo if this nope. was on television? Nope. Um, they always have people looking up to the side, which makes me always think like they're looking at key cards. <laughs> but I remember that one time Strowman was just like staring off in the distance. Um, like the one meme that they always have of, um, oh my God, commissioner of NXT, British. Regal. Yeah, Regal. I can't believe I can blame no Steve Regal's name. Um, William Regal. Yeah. Sorry, gimmicks. WCW. <laughs> yeah, gimmicks. <laughs> but William Regal, like, there's a, there's a, clean, there's a, a classic pro, a meme of him, like, looking off into space. Like they always do when they say looking into the camera, right. where he's looking off his face, and they always say like, "I too once dreamed of filling the blank," and it's yeah, like so they they they've done that to death, which is always stupid because like you watch any sporting event or whatever where they have interviews, and either the person that the, the human being that's getting interviewed either a looks at the person that's asking them the question and then slash holding the microphone, or they stare off because they're aware that there's a cameraman holding a camera. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah, um, this guy has, you know, so hopefully they have a good match, and hopefully he um, starts, his wrestling ability starts to catch up to what we saw in that promo, and, you know, maybe they actually get somebody to, to pluck out of the undercard that actually may be worth a damn one day. Um, Cody Rhodes. One can dream. Yeah, Cody Rhodes. This guy um, was the Ring of Honor champion. He lost the title to... Oh, he did? Yeah, he ended up losing the belt to Dalton Castle. So, Dalton Castle is your new Ring of Honor champion. Um, Cody Rhodes showed up... You think they're going to have a match at, uh... Or is the whole card out for, uh, Wrestle Kingdom? Whole card's out for Wrestle Kingdom. Cody's fighting Ibushi. Already. So... Um, the deal with Cody, he showed up to Ring of Honor, um, looking like Stan. And <laughs> if you don't know what Stan I'm talking about, there is only one Stan worth a damn, with all apologies to Van Gundy. Um, he looked like <laughs> he was writing, Dear Slim, I know you are Roshi, but you still ain't calling. Dear Mr. I'm too goodness. <laughs> yes, to Collins, write my fans. This will be the last thing you'll ever see your ass. Yep. <laughs> Um, he also, uh, people said he looked like, uh, a Backstreet Boy. He looked like an NSYNC guy. He looked like, uh... Um, oh, hold on, bro. We're gonna have to stop this right now. You sent me that, and I said, I messaged you at the time. I right, look, bro, that man don't look like, that man does not look like, uh, Justin. He don't look like JC. He don't look like Lance. He don't look like Chris. He don't look like Joey. I'm not here for this NSYNC, uh, um, slander. I'm not here for it. And on the other end, like, I, Backstreet Boy is cool either, but that man don't look like, a, don't look like AJ or, uh... Or Howie, or Brian, or Kevin. I'm blanking. Yeah, like nah. You don't like or Nick Carter. He don't like none of them. Yeah, man. All these, all these uh, Cody Rose memes are taking over uh, the Twitter sphere. Uh, people said he looks like Chris Candido with a uh, broad, wow. with, with blonde hair. He looks like um, uh, Dustin the Natural Rhodes. Wow. Um, yeah, they had the nerve. They had the nerve <laughs> to say that that man looks like he's like he's uh, the, he's a space cowboy. No, nah, get out of here. Um, something I, I thought that was funny, I actually tweeted this out, was um, this has to be a posthumous L for uh, Dusty Rhodes. Go ahead. Go go with this. I, I Go ahead. I'm listening. All right. So Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair had this blood, blood feud. They broke Dusty's leg. They put Dusty Rhodes on hard times, daddy. And he, young, like, I don't know if Cody was born then, right? He was not. 
Okay, but this has to hurt Dusty Rose's spirit to see when his son became a main eventer, finally, and champion, that he grew up to want to emulate Ric Flair. What kind of shit is that, James? I mean... I mean, I get the part where, like, he dressed like he has money because he does because, like, he was actually, he spent a long time in WWE as a lower mid-tier guy or whatever, so he has more money than, like, the geeks he's wrestling. Like, I get that. But, like, to go as far as saying he's Ric Flair, like, I mean, you tell me the time. I mean, he done dyed his hair blonde well, you trying to be me, like, like Nate. Well, you tell me the time Ric Flair showed up on television with his wife. It's, as, a, as opposed to talking about he's Several gonna ride space, space Mountain with like all the women, like Jay, you know, it was kind of funny how we talk about this as far as, far as limiting <clears throat> and everything. But Ric Flair pretty much showed like and we all talk about this, like Muhammad Ali and uh, Ric Flair and a bunch of other people, kind of like and James Brown were like the kind of like founding fathers for what hip hop for a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? So Ric Flair like being married. And then, like, going on TV, like, me and Mary to have a family, raise the kids, and then, like, going on TV, and then talking about, like, all the sex he's going to have with a bunch of other women, like, that's more, that's nothing more hip-hop than that. Like, think, <laughs> like, think about all the, think about all the married dudes in rap from the, from, like, the 90s, whatever else, that did, like, they tried to, like, you know, they started a family, like, especially like Dr. Dre, right? Yeah. After he starts family, and he's, he brings out that out of Aftermath Volume 2, or whatever, or the, whatever it was, and, like, it didn't work, it's like, look. Drape, he's like, you know, I'm a family man. I can't be talking about blunts, big screen bitches, and in uh, and, uh, and, and condoms and all of this stuff. I can't talk about it no more. And it's like, nah, bro, you kind of need to to make this work. Like, you kind of like, <laughs> you know, like, like, you, like, you, you know, know, you kind of had, like, you kind of created this gangster rap thing. Like, we kind of want to hear gangster rap. And then, like, next thing you know, like, so right back at it on, uh, on, on, uh, on, on Dre 99. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Anyway, but back to reflect. So, so there was something else that came out of this. There was um, the Ring of Honor show. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw the uh, message that Jeremy sent with Jim Cornette, uh, basically threatening to wish, you know, saying he would slap the life out of is everyone. Is it an angle? You think it's an angle? No, this is not an. Okay. It, it, it's actually not Cornette. This is a segue into it. So okay. there was a there was a um, match between like Flip Gordon and the Young Bucks, and I want to say uh, someone else was in there. I, I'm not sure, but um, there was this whole sequence of guys missing double drop kicks. Like, and then triple misses of the drop kicks. Like, and it led to the the UFC fighters starting to tweet about wrestling and everything like that. And we got probably the most high-profile beef to come out of it. Um, There was one guy that um, uh, tweeted about it and said, basically, grown men watch this. And then one of the young bucks retweeted them and said, uh, now grown men know who you are by me, me re- retweeting this. And then the then Daniel Cormier and Cody Rhodes got into it. So Cormier said, this is actually pathetic. This is what people want to see. They go to a goddamn gymnastics competition. Uh, suplex, body slam, pile driver, do some old school wrestling, man. DDT, I remember when the Frankensteiner was the most you ever see someone flip. I say boo to this BS. Then Cody Rose responded with a quote tweet. It's not pathetic. The paying audience enjoyed it. UFC is thriving and pro wrestling has been going strong since 1920. Besides, most of y'all ask Hunter for a job when the wheels fall off anyway. And most are on the comp list as staples. So, so lay the fuck off. Like, <laughs> so, uh, victory for Cody Rose right there, I would say. Um, personally, you know, uh, I don't know, like, he, 
Because one thing, <clears throat> one thing is what he said is for me as far as as far as Cormier is concerned. Somebody is like, I'm not, I'm not about this Cormier life at all. Like you know, he's he, he like he is not the guy. Like he is so not the guy. He is the person that like you beat in the storyline. Um, he is an obstacle. He's not actually the protagonist in in the shit. But uh, you know, anyway, um, he did show an appreciation for wrestling at a time when he watched it, and then said like, "What the hell has happened to this thing?" Which which I'm you know which leads me to believe like there actually is a legitimate a legitimate criticism to it as opposed to just somebody just. Shout, shouting down on something that they just don't like because they want to be like, look, that's not cool. Like, let's gang up and like, you know, like and jump on this thing. I'm saying all this stuff is a cool. Um, now, as far as you know, whether or not his uh, his criticism, regardless of whether it's uh, legitimate, like was it sincere. Like, I think it was sincere. Like, was it legitimate. I mean, yeah, not really, but. You know that's how that's how it all is when like with all the friends you have, think all think all the people you know that like used to watch wrestling when they were kids, whatever. What did they say when you when you, when you told them that you watch wrestling now or whatever else? They were like, I used to watch it. It was better yeah. than whatever. That's that's a part of it. So like I under, like it comes with the territory for me almost. So another uh, cool thing about it was like since the young bucks were involved with that, uh, Dash Wilder of the Revival started getting involved with it. He said, "Hey Daniel Cormier, let me know where to send your Revival shirt." And um, he was like, "Man, uh, be like who?" Right, right. And then, uh, <laughs> then, uh, and Scott Dawson was like, "What a guy Daniel Cormier is. He has a keen eye for talent in this business. I'm sure he has a future here when he's ready." Then, um, uh, <laughs> Wilder was like, "Yeah, let us know next time you need your comp tickets." And then Cormier basically said, "You guys are awesome, but I'm damn near 40 years old. I couldn't wrestle if I wanted to, but I'll definitely be in the arena supporting the revival next time y'all are in California." And um, mm. and uh, Cormier also said I do in response to Rhodes uh, I do ask for comps I am a fan I didn't say anything about the sequence of the match just be careful bud I've been a fan of yours too but be careful lay off the cuss words it's not that serious and I won't need a job I'll be good. Another part is like what Cody is Cody don't wrestle like that like Cody Cody is like pretty much capable for his homeboys right they do all the do all that ridiculous shit. I mean, I mean, ridiculous in the and not in a pejorative term. Like, yeah, the shit is ridiculous. Like, like flipping over people. And all this bro, stuff. I like flips, bro. I, mean, I, I, like I, I mean, I do too. Like, you, you, you got to realize some of the stuff is like okay. Like, I mean, I'm not okay, but like some of the stuff is just like, all right, this is like this is a shot to the system for anybody that's not like accustomed to this. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I saw. Um, I'm trying to think who was it. Sankara? No, when I saw the uh was it a, was it Best Super Juniors or was it uh or was it between Ricochet and Osprey? Best Super Juniors, Best yeah. Best Super Juniors. I saw like that opening sequence was like, bro, this is like some shit out of like like the way they landed, I was like, this is like some shit out of like a Marvel film or out of like a D D well D C was probably made it not as good, but whatever. You know my no, point. Wow. Like it's like what is what what? Like this isn't you know, and then people you know, like Vader would tell like this isn't a this is a wrestling rep route. This is a, this is a routine. This is like a, a four exercise. This isn't a wrestling match. It's like I mean, I understand why people like feel that way because it <clears throat> kind of feels like something that they love or something that they used to love or whatever else is kind of being like changed or whatever. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, um, and, and being a you know hip hop artist and all that, um, oh, definitely there's a lot of uh, similarities in that sense. Like Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Yeah, man. Yeah, chill with that, bro. You might um uh, cause him to uh, get a get a stream off of saying that that many times on this shit. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so like... I, I have a question for, for, for Lil Pump, uh, for the Gucci Gang song. Tell me, you know how, like, you're you're in production, you know this. Like, you know, we've always, uh, like, you mute out tracks, you, when you track out a beat or whatever, uh, whatever, you hear plenty of songs or whenever for... They pause out there, they basically cut out the beat and then bring it back when there's, like, when there's audio. Yeah. For somebody, when the audio is supposed to make some type of emphasis, impact or whatever, like a punchline at the end or whatever else... Tell me why on the seventh time he says Gucci Gang, they actually pause out like it's supposed to be important. I don't understand. What was so important about the seventh one? <laughs> uh, the, why the seventh? Why is the seventh one so important? It's like, like the beats, like you'll hear it again. Say you probably will never hear it now after I tell you. I, I, I will. I will never um, understand. Like it, I, if you're asking me for answers about Lil Pump, I have none. Oh, I don't have any questions from Lil Pump. Okay. <laughs> like, Lil Pump is any one analysis? song for me. Yeah, if he comes on another song, good for him. Like, but that, that's, I, that's I have not no my, analysis. That is not my, my cup of tea <clears throat> at I, all. I offer nothing. Um, so tell me about this. Um, <laughs> tell, me about, tell me about this black, black thought freestyle. Uh, I know we're getting a like, little sidetrack from wrestling, but like I said, there's not that much in wrestling this week. Um, oh, but dude, tell like, me about the black thought freestyle, dude. why you thought it was so incredible. It was incredible. Like, he touched on... For those that haven't heard it. Like it's nine minutes of like really really good rapping in one take, which is like I think people take they take that so much for granted. Yes, and that was that, the first thing I said. Like pretty much like like it was like the rap was good, but the fact he sat there and performed that, and then he was wearing that hot ass like hat and coat and everything yeah, like that. Like I don't think people have people have an idea. People that you know do any type of like writing, they have an idea of how hard it is to write. They don't have an idea of. They might not have an idea of how hard it is to write and rhyme in in um, structure. Like the, the thing about like Black Thought, and this is somebody like for the record, like I'm not a Roots fan. Um, I've heard I've heard a few Roots songs. I never really decided to get into discography, or at least not yet. Um, that whole kind of like thing has never really been my my style. Um, but. And the songs I did hear from Black Thought, I always thought, like, that dude's a really good rapper. A really good rapper. And it's kind of striking that at a time now where, like, all the adults, it's kind of fun, like, the adults that are still around, like, they're the really good rappers. Um, they kind of stuck around and, like, now, like, we got younger guys, like, we do have J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar and, and uh, Drake or whatever else and whoever else you want to throw in there. Me. That, like... That are really good, that are that are really good at rapping, yeah. Whatever, but the thing, stuff that they do on records is not. I mean, unless except for like Jake or Drake in particular, like the fact that Drake's a really good rapper, that's like nice. That's not like what Drake is doing, and that's not pretty much is what Drake was made Drake a superstar. Like the like the singing songs and the sensitivity and like the sound design of all the low uh, low fi sound like. That is what got him over and made him uh, a, a superstar. Like, the fact that he also does occasionally, like, really, really rap, like, that's, that's great. But that's not, like, that's not what's, that's not what's having these uh, people, like, flock his, uh, his, his shows like that. Um, but there was a time, like, that we, in the time that we grew up on where, like, either you had to be really, really, really freaking good at rapping, or really, 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 like, off the walls, like, Hulk Hogan level, charismatic, or you were able to put together an incre- incredible slate of songs, or whatever, because of, you had a you had an ear like a producer, like a great producer, or what have you, to make it work. Right. Um, 
So like you either had to kind of be like Nas, or you kind of had to be like Cameron. like like Pimp C or Cameron, <laughs> or, yeah. or you had to be like Diddy to make it work for you in that t- in the <clears throat> 80, late eighties, early nineties, and maybe eh, whatever else, right? To actually make it, and now it's less so that like if you can put a song together, a catchy song together, like you will get some run here, you can make some money, and that's fine. Like ultimately, like we were talking about earlier about. Um, we were talking about going out there, playing pickup ball or whatever, and one or whatever else, and then or, organized sports, like being able to structure a song, like we kind of lose, a lot of us that from that old um, guard, like we kind of lose fact that like, they made a catchy song, like, what else? Yeah, they, they, they like, yes, he's like the, the thousands best, ra- he's like the thousands best rap, rapper in the world, but like, he put together a good song, and like, ultimately that's what plays on the radio, not your freestyles or whatever else. They can, we kind of get lost in that at times. So, but, like, to hear Black Thought go out, but but the less and less you hear that, the more you get an appreciation of somebody from the old guard that can still go, and it's still incredible. And the fact that he's from the old guard where, I remember, um, I can't remember what it was, but it was like, out, it was Andre, um, it's like, I think it was behind the music thing of uh, Outkast or whatever else, um, when they, back when they did those, and they were talking about how they would perform their songs while, like, going for runs, like jogging. Right. So that they would have the wind to be able to perform. I heard that. With adrenaline and everything else going on with them on stage. And there's something to be said about, like, the live aspect of, I know I know, I can, I have this and I can perform. Like, I know you're not much of a Buster fan, Buster Rhymes fan, but the fact that that dude can rap how he raps and always put on one of the best performances in, like, in live audiences, like, that was a part of, like, the part of the guard of being able to really, really rap. You can't be out there, ain't no one tail, oh, my father, let me redo it, let me redo it, let me redo it. Nah, bro, you got one shot, you can do this. And he killed it, he ripped it. Like, the, and the thing about it is, like, it was so precise, you could hear every single word, he didn't stumble over anything, like, and he was just in. He was just basically in it, just intense for nine minutes, and he was killing it lyrically. Like I, you know, like that is that is you don't see that in, anymore. Like it's not a something that you see often at all. For nine minutes, like you might see that for you know, for sixty four bars, you don't see that for nine straight minutes. I, I and you know he blew up on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, and they, yeah, I, I pretty much yeah saw the same thing. I was just like, "Woo!" Like the whole time, listen to it. It just it was inspiring. Uh, in, in my case, because um, it's just like, man, that just makes me want to rap. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, but that's gonna wrap it up for uh, One Nation Live. Hope you guys enjoy um, Clash Champions. Uh, find something to uh, enjoy about it. We will actually be recording with uh, Chad Matthews this week twice. We're gonna be reviewing the year in pay per view. So it's kind of like a three-part end-of-the-year wrap-up. So we're going to be doing the the pay-per-view review January through June, which will be coming out um, on Chad's show on Wednesday. Uh, and then on Thursday, uh, we will be releasing uh, July through December um, with that. And that will be going live on the LOP radio uh, network. And then we will be back with the 2017 Fuck Outta Here draft during Christmas week. <laughs> Christmas week. And then we will be back with the One Nation Radio Awards. So 
Uh, and make sure you guys um, check out all the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, you guys can listen to the SMC Podcast with Caleb, Carl, and uh, Rance. And um, you can check out Keeping It Strong Style with Jeremy and Josh, who will be uh, talking about New Japan. And also the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, um, our Scottish export. Uh, I heard Ricky lost his mind this week um, on gender, so I actually oh, yeah. have to check that out. Um, <laughs> so um, make sure you guys are... Um, um, dropping us good ratings and we appreciate every listen so um, that's gonna wrap it up for now but we will be back later um, but yeah anything you got James before we get up out of here oh yeah I mean uh, <clears throat> I would love to know what, uh, what people think about the Star Wars that are in our group um, like what they what they thought of uh, the, the Last Jedi like I personally I loved it James uh, about, to, about to try to get me to watch this shit y'all I mean, I mean they're only like you know Whatever. Like, everybody has their thing that they just don't do. Like, you don't like sci-fi, whatever, fine. Um, like, I'm really more or less... Whatever, that's possible. This is a conversation for, for off-air, but, yeah, like, I, I, I loved it. I thought um, it was the most Star Wars, Star Wars movie as far as, like, if you're talking about the light and the dark and the in of the Force or whatever, like, this is, like, finally explaining, like, the, like... As far as balance, like what where the gray is, it's not just always black and white and like Darth Maul and Vader and evil baddies and then um, you know like just basically white knights. Like they're explaining like you know it's Star Wars. Like there's there are prices and consequences to war and um, people that profit off of war. Um, and I, I, I thought I thought that was I thought it was really good and I, I love what how they you know basically expanded on talking about the force like I'm glad they got away from metachlorines and actually went with what we always wanted to be which is like you know supernatural type stuff um I, I, I love the movie um like I, I've heard some of the gripes about it like there's one that I'm kind of like agree <laughs> with but other than that like I love this movie so much more than like the, some of the flaws in it like it, it, it was great like it might be it might be my favorite Star Wars movie. Man. So, um, he's about to show that to someone who's, like, never really watched this stuff. So, maybe we should uh, do a show and I, I can give my thoughts um, <laughs> on it and, you know, whatever other fake stuff we're about to watch. So, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 